Smoker Z and Kirsten G. Beautiful, strong queens, come and listen to three. Peace and love comes naturally. Powerful, outspoken women, listen happily. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Power Radio. We are here. I am Dr. Z, and with me is K to the G. Yep, yep, yep. What's going on, girl? Keisha is vacationing with family. I love their family. They always do, like, a family spring break or family this or family that. I miss that part. And that's going to kind of tie into our topic, generational curses or legacies. And I think they they set a lot of legacies in that. For sure. For sure. Definitely traditions. But before we get into that, make sure that you are like, sharing, following, and subscribing to us on YouTube at The Power Experience and Facebook at The Power Experience and IG as well at The Power Experience. Yeah, and so it is time for stories with K Jizzle. Yes, what's going um, on, girl? I just celebrated my birthday. Yay! Um, Are you still celebrating your birthday? Yeah, still kind yeah. of. Well, I'm not celebrating. I'm just randomly receiving things. Oh, so okay. It's like, yeah. People hey, are still celebrating you. Would, I would love to take you out for a this or that, oh, yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. like, all right, cool. Let me that. know what time. So I, I definitely love that vibe. Um, so what's been happening? A uh, funny story. Well, this is not even a funny story. This is actually <laughs> just a, 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 a cool story. Um, so I went to Houston for my birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a cousin's trip. This kind of goes into uh, our topic a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um. So we've been trying to plan a cousin trip for like forever. Like <laughs> it'll be always like two or three or uh somebody can't come. But this is the first time that we actually got all my cousins to come, and this was like bomb. We had a really really great trip. Trip. It was just bonding, and it was just really a great experience that I wish we would have gotten together a longer time ago because we used to do those things like as kids, like as a family, because we were all in. We were always going somewhere, but we never did it when we are adults Adult. now. Well, so now you it's have like, to look forward to. Yes. Now you see all y'all can do it. Yes, we you can know, do everybody's it. Everybody's on board. Everyone so. is on board, and it was just awesome. So um, comment below, like, if you've ever, you know, what kind of, like, trips that your family normally do. Do you guys do, like, a cousin's trip? You do an auntie a trip? Sister trip. Sister's guys trip. Guys only trip. Guys only trip. Girls only Adults trip. Adults only. No kids. You know yeah. everybody gonna do them. Everybody the loves home. to do those. <laughs> Get <laughs> but, a babysitter. For real. Those kind of uh, trips, you know, um, I think are just awesome because you start to appreciate your family a lot more. And you're just like, you know, it's just family, family, family. So I've been doing a lot of that definitely lately. And um, that kind of is going to lead us on to our topics later on Mm -hmm. today with our generational curses or legacy. Um, But that's it. I didn't really tell a story either. (laughs) I just got to think sometimes what I did. Right. We did have some fun, uh, some fun times. Um, I will say in Houston. I absolutely love the Southern hospitality. I don't know if it's just it randomly happened to me or mm-hmm. it's like that all the time. Mm-hmm. Like in Atlanta, everything is just Hollywood. It's extra. Oh, yeah. It's too much. Too much. And um, so we went out to this place and they uh, were giving us, uh, you go for, for breakfast. We're mm-hmm. going for brunch. But I thought it was just a regular restaurant. No, it's this big old place and they have booths, all this kind of stuff. And I'm thinking, oh, Lord, we're never going to be able to sit down because we didn't make a reservation, nor are we going to pay $12,000 for a section. Because <laughs> that was just what I was thinking in my Atlanta head. Like, right. that's what I was thinking. But when we got there, it was like, no, you can come sit down. It's fine. I'll go ahead and get you a menu. If you want a hookah, just go ahead and text it. And they'll go ahead and send it to you. The system was on point. I was oh, like, yeah. okay. So we're dancing. We're partying. We're having fun. Then the lady comes over and, and then she says, hey, you know, um, we starting to change over to now the more of a club side or the, you know, whatever side. Um, in order to stay here, it's going to be, you have to purchase two bottles. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, how much is a bottle? And she's like, well, it's going to be $300 per bottle. I was like, well, I wish you kind of would have said that a little bit earlier because it's now a little bit later and you guys closed at, I think it was like 12 or something. It was like a little bit later. Um so I was like, okay, well, well, we're probably not going to do it. She said, no, but you guys can sit here once I sell the section. Then, you know, you guys mm-hmm. will just have, I just wanted to let you guys know mm-hmm. before, you know, you 
had to leave. And now in Atlanta, you would have never gotten that treatment. It would have been like, y'all gotta, gotta go. go. Section is $12,000 <laughs> plus a three-day deposit of you $600. You one bottle for 50 people. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's too much. But I just like that 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 Southern, that common courtesy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it happened like Great that um, another time. Like, all the places we went to, they were exactly like that. But we ended up having a great time. Basically, (laughs) Houston is Chick-fil-A. The part that we were in, I'm not going to say for the whole thing, but the part that the places that we did go to, that's what I felt like. And I was like, I kind of missed that whole thing. We've been living, well, we've been living in the Hollywood of, you know, in Atlanta. And it's just it's just not, it's not fun. It's just, it's more stressful to go out than it is. Yeah. Like, so, ma'am, it's two of us. Why do we want to pay $12,000 to sit down? Does right. that make sense? Or how you going to squeeze 30 people on a little uh, that love seat <laughs> from Ikea, mind you? It ain't even a real So, time. wait a minute. You mean tell us we got to spend $12,000 for this one sofa? <laughs> That's the rule. Management is is I don't I don't make the rules. Mm-hmm. I'ma send your waitress over. Y'all wanna go ahead and book? Uh, Ma'am, rules. no. <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh. Well, if y'all not gonna sit there then y'all, y'all gonna gotta have to just move y'all gonna because... have to move. Ma'am, it's nobody nobody has sat over here. <laughs> and you ended up selling the section for fifty dollars. Right. Mm-hmm. You wasted everybody's time. Everybody. But anyway, um so shout out to all of those restaurants who are definitely putting the customer first on everything. Um, actually, yesterday, to wrap up my story, I did go to Crew Lounge yesterday. I was okay. meeting my cousin, cousin again. Mm-hmm. And the um, they had all these different taxes and stuff like that going on in, on the, my receipt. I was like, this doesn't really make sense. Sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's why it went off. Is this still uh, recording? It's probably still recording. It's probably still recording. Okay, anyway. See it. Um, so they had all these different fees and stuff like that. And I was like, well, I mean, I'm pretty good at math, but I'm, I'm not a rocket science right. or anything like that. But if my bill is $45, how did I end up at $60? So and taxes? Taxes, gratuity, all this extra stuff. Uh-huh. And I was like, so can you break? I need to itemize receipt right. on what this is. So the waitress is getting, she's actually being patient, but she's a little frustrated. Not the fact that she doesn't, um, that I'm not paying. Cause I was like, man, it's not the fact that it's $60. It's the fact that I don't understand how I went from here to here right. and you can't give me a definite number. Right. So I ended up having to get the manager. He broke everything down, except he still was off by like five, $4. <laughs> so he ended up actually, um, writing it off because obviously there wasn't really any explanation on why Why the fee came out to be that way and I don't know if anybody ever challenged this or anything like that but I was just like I'm sneaking fees there are a couple of different fees on there so um, I want to definitely give a shout out to all restaurants who actually just take the customer serious that you know honestly that this doesn't logically make any sense and you made it right for me so I will be going back um, just because it wasn't that they were trying to make me feel like right. I I need to owe you this amount. Right. My question was, what does the fees lie? And I appreciate them for definitely going in. So um, I'll be going back because they have free hookah Monday. So anyway, okay, free hookah Monday. We're gonna go to my favorite part of the show, which is random facts. I do want to know what you did come up with this week. Uh, <laughs> no, nothing major. Nothing major. I would say that right. No, it's major. Oh, well. Okay, random facts. Let's see. This one I thought was really strange, but why not? Putting sugar on a cut will make it heal faster. You put some sugar on top of the wound and wrap it with a bandage. The granules of sugar collected will absorb any moisture that the bacteria left behind. Ooh, so that could be a burn? Because I know if you put salt on it, it would burn. But with sugar burn, it'll probably still burn. What you think? Sugar burns? I don't know. If you got a cut and you put some sugar on it. I feel like it would make it sweet, but still well, like the taste, but what about the feel? I feel like it will it would probably take off. You think it would soothe it? Yeah. 
I feel like you shouldn't try it at all. I feel, I feel like, like I'm not going to try I was going to ask you if you was going to try No, it. I'm probably going to get the proper medical yeah, attention. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do that, that I need. sugar thing. But they say <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. They do say. They do say. Okay. That uh, the granules, okay, of the sugar absorb, okay, the bacteria or the egg white. Egg white. Egg white does work. I have done the egg white. You know what? I heard sugar though too because I watched the movie the other day and they had used the sugar because it actually helps with the the bacteria or something. It's something like it eats it. it was, yeah, it, like oh yeah, they were healing. The lady got shot or something like that, and it was like all of a sudden they got all these these supplies. Right, they just had a whole. They, they was randomly just available for them to <laughs> no. make this support me. And he was like, "Give me some sugar." He had a hanger with some cobwebs. And they like MacGyver. I don't know. He he. I didn't even know he was a doctor until that moment. <laughs> so I guess the sugar. I mean, somebody. It's something to the sugar. I mean, usually when you see stuff in movies, it's always in the sugar. Some, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. The plastic tips on a shoelace are called aglets. It, I just thought it was actually some hard tape. <laughs> I just, I thought it was some tape. I, mean, I thought they dipped it maybe in some resin or something. The plastic at the tips. Yeah, it's the metal ones. The metal tips on some of them. It's called aglets. Yeah. It helps make the, uh, the lace easier to hold when you're wearing it. Mm-hmm. It's just a fancy word for tips. Uh, for uh, tape. tip, metal tip on your shoe. <laughs> <laughs> that all adds up the metal tip on your shoe. That's, okay? that's what it adds that's up to. So, this one is fucking. What? <laughs> It's not funny, but it's funny because I actually have a skit in my comedy thing where it talks similar about this in a different comedy thing. Anyway, <laughs> sign language has tongue twisters. <laughs> they call them finger fumblers. Say it. <laughs> what in the world? So basically, the language you can basically—it's like a—you can just. Whatever it is that you're saying, and then throw a twist into it, like a tongue twister that we have. <laughs> Peter Piper picks a pepper. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually kind of interesting. Peter Piper picks a pepper. Yeah, all of that. They be now like Peter Piper picks the pepper. Now Peter this is in pepper. no shape or form actually pepper. making fun of the. Um, deaf community? <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely We're not. not. But I just find that to be funny. Like, I would have never thought that they would have had tongue twisters, like finger twisters. What is it? Finger, finger I mean, fumble? I honestly think that they would because, like, why would they not have the same fun as, like, so now, would? But now you when just I, have to do it with your fingers. Like, now when I watch stuff and I see people and, and they be like, I would be like, that's a fumble. So, <laughs> actually, that's a finger fumble. that lady who was like a scam artist, she, she had been, the whole she fumbled the whole time. <laughs> she fingered the was, whole thing. But they know, probably got way. it, though. Some people probably She did. probably shortcut all of it. She did shorthand. Shorthand. All of it. He was talking this long, <laughs> and she was can like. You shorthand silence. But she did do this part at one time. <laughs> did she? She did not do it that part. It was weird. <laughs> She did that part. She did she something was. that was like, I know that's not a word, girl. <laughs> but it could have been a finger, finger fumble. A finger fumble. Yeah, finger fumbles. I mean, if anybody out there has ever heard of that, that just stuck with me. Um, I thought it was funny because in my little skit, I talked about it's not actually sign language, but I just talked about grown men that still gang bang and they still throw up signs. <laughs> Yeah, and, and like at that point, I feel like you should at least be teaching, you know what I'm saying, a whole new language. You should. Community yeah. or something, a different way that we could talk to each other. So they were game banging and you getting have, back to you the community. You should have a whole, yeah, it should be a whole nother different thing. It's like, I mean, everything else is, why not? They have a whole different language. All of that stuff means something. Why not teach it? You know what I'm saying? Why not? You know? Yeah. Yeah, especially if you're that old. If you're that old, you just need to do something. Because just walking around throwing up gang signs. Like fifty years old, like dang near. No. Well, how old is Snoop? He's still crip walking. Yeah, that's Snoop. But that's Snoop. So yeah. I it, guess. What do you get a pass because you're a celebrity? No. Say that, Snoop. <laughs> no, I think you get a pass because you're Snoop. <laughs> like 
like, what else is, what he oh, been doing? Oh, so it's old, Snooki Crew walking, no matter how old he is. I as feel like, I feel like at move, 70, he would still be doing it. He definitely would. And <laughs> my son said, Mom, you know what? I was looking at Snoop Dogg, and he just looked like an old man to me. And I was like, really? Because you're young? He's like, no, I even went back to when he was young. <laughs> <laughs> He was like, yeah, he still looks old. <laughs> well, like, well, dang, Snoop. He gets a pass because he's Snoop. Because he's Snoop, Snoop is like Snoop. the uncle. He's like forever. He's he's that one person that you can just say, it's okay. But you can't do that, sir. Yeah, don't no, don't you walk down the Snoop path because you're not Snoop everybody is not at Snoop. all. Okay. So, sorry. Yeah, don't do it. And I have <laughs> another and the final. And I'm just trying to look up one of these because it's weird to me. But I didn't know this. (laughs) There are seven different types of twins. Did you know that? Seven? Seven. Mm -hmm. Fraternal, infraternal. I mean, not, uh, (laughs) sorry. Fraternal. It's eight. She added one. No, that's it. (laughs) Fraternal twins. And what's the twins that don't look like? Fraternal twins. Oh, fraternal twins. Okay, so you're a twin. Identical. Identical twins. Fraternal twins. Mm -hmm. Siamese twins. Oh, yeah. They didn't add that on here this year. Aha. Aha. So there's eight. Aha. Or nine. You're the one she had. Irish twins. Irish twins. Okay. Where's the next one? Okay. So theirs is, well, officially, I guess ours is unofficial. Um, Half identical. So maybe. Kind of looking like we don't. (laughs) You're looking like by the eyes. That's about it. From nose up, y'all looking like. So they're half identical. So the parts of you that look like your mama, y'all mm-hmm. share. Is that the so are these the twins where it's like one of them is well that wouldn't be half identical. Half of you look just alike. Half, half looks like your mom. mom. Right. So I'm a twin be. then. So y'all might have the same <laughs> eyes, but y'all nose might be different or your mouth might be different. Oh. That's kinda Yeah. Okay. That's just Two different people that look alike. Oh, but if they was born at the same time, and yeah, that would officially make them twins. Okay, mirror image, which I think would be the same as identical, but apparently not. Um, mixed chromosome. I'm kind of confused by that one. Is that a boy and a female? I don't know. Current it says it. It could be. It could be. But that's a twin hmm. with mixed chromosomes. Well, one was supposed to be the boy, and, and the other one was supposed to be a girl, but then they swapped. All that means is one of them didn't fully <laughs> develop out to be, you know, that's all. And then there's something, this was what I was trying to look up, but it didn't come up fast enough, so let me see if I'm saying this correctly. Super fun, super fecundation and superfication are two other types of I was trying to look it, it seems up. Seems like they have like superpowers. See, okay, super fecundation. Fecundation. It says it's the fertilization of more than one ovum within a single menstrual cycle by separate acts of coupling. Oh, so that's when people like you ever heard when somebody gets pregnant and it's two different eggs and they can actually get pregnant, have two different sperm. Oh, when it's like well, you're. You guys are twins, but technically you're not because right. you are. That's your dad, and that's your dad. <laughs> <laughs> you are both the father. <laughs> oh my god! <clears throat> <laughs> and let me see what superfetation is real quick, because that's crazy. I would have never thought that one. Would have never thought it. Did y'all know that one? That was a random one for me. I just saw a black woman on Instagram. Really? She had a black baby and a white baby. Her boyfriend, or she had a white boyfriend and a black boyfriend, and she already got pregnant by each of them. So then she had her baby, and the black baby came out first, and then after that, then the white baby came out first. Lord Jesus, it's a fire. What's the what's the percentage of that like happening? That in this world, probably a lot. I don't know. It's been a while back. These babies. But do y'all remember they used to be passing a picture with the little dark, a little beautiful chocolate baby and a little uh, yeah. light skinned Alabama baby? They both had like blue eyes and something. Yeah, but they, they were, were sisters. Or yeah. sisters or something. Uh-huh. They're bigger now, but I don't know if they the same or not. But I guess that's what that is. Okay, and then the superfetation is the simultaneous occurrence of more than one stage 
of developing offspring in the same animal. What would that mean? That's a little scary because we're talking about animals now. Okay. That animals having multiple kids. Oh. It's just like finding Nemo. Oh. So you can get pregnant and have a menstrual cycle and then get pregnant again. So you have two fetuses in you. Two embryos. So you had a baby at nine months. Then you gotta wait a month and then have the other baby. <laughs> so you're gonna have a baby at eight months and nine months. Yeah. <laughs> Ma'am, I 28 think days later. You should just take both of them out. <laughs> take them both. That's crazy Ow. because I would have I would have never thought of these different variations. Yeah. I just think of you look alike and you don't. <laughs> you was born on the same day, at the same time from the same JJ. Well, one of these scientists had to know, put, put a name. That's because they be playing with stuff and tweaking stuff. They didn't create these superficial punctuations. What? Yeah. What? Now they're walking around the world. Yeah, that's why you're trying to get a man pregnant. Yeah, leave me alone. That's a whole different topic right now. Somebody, no, just leave that. That's just, no. Okay. We're not going to do that tonight. It's a whole other topic. If you guys knew about all these different uh, <laughs> random topics, <laughs> random facts, as usual, please share your random facts. And yeah, I'll always be coming up with stuff and you just never know what it is. Yes. <laughs> so, so let's get down to this topic for yes. tonight. Mm-hmm. Generational curses versus legacy. Yeah. We couldn't talk about one without the other because it's like the flip side of the coin, you know, the head or the tail. And I think it's always talked about generational curses, especially in a black community. Yes. At least the people I've been around. Generational curses is always the conversation. You mm-hmm. know, because of all the was different... Right, because of all the different yeah. things that our community is plagued with from generation to generation to generation. So it's like every little thing. And the part about that is it sucks for the, the generations to come because you have to deal with stuff that you... That wasn't your fault. Like, you had nothing to do with, you know what I'm saying? I got to deal with all this stuff from great, great, great grandmama because y'all ain't did this. Now, here I am in 2021, you know what I'm saying, with all this baggage and ailments and all of this stuff because y'all didn't do y'all work. Now, I got to be the one to do all the work for everybody. And it's tiring. It's tiring. (laughs) It is. It, 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 It really is. And generational curses can be anything, like you said. From it being alcoholics in the family, from education, lack of education. Mm-hmm. Um, I've learned, like, even, and I don't know if I would call, well, I guess you could call it a curse if it's a, it gives you a negative effect or affects you in a negative way. Um, so I would say a lot of times, definitely in the black community, the curse of bad health is passed. And I hate when we say, oh, she big bone did and all of that. No. The the generational curse is the way we cook. If we change the way we cook and not pass down grandmama's greasy, lard fields, <laughs> ham hog, you know what I'm saying? We passing all this. It tastes great, but we're passing down the wrong traditions and the yes. wrong things. And then we want to blame it on, oh, that's just us or, oh, my whole family always been that. You know why? Because the whole family always been eating (laughs) the wrong foods, you know. Or or not in moderations or proportions. This is every Sunday. Right. You are clogging your arteries. Like the clumps. (laughs) (laughs) Who passed that chicken, honey? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is just one. I think that's one of the biggest things that we hear in our community. Health. Yeah, and my grandmother is so funny, but she always, every time I talk to her, if I tell her, ooh, my elbow hurts, she'd be like, yeah, you probably got this, and you probably got that. You know such and such. I'd be like, Grandma, stop giving me everything. I don't got that. But they do know what they're talking about because they know. Sometimes they speak stuff on you. That, well, don't don't they, speak it on me now. I ain't right. got it. Now, if I get it, we can talk about it. A common ailment, but until I get it, don't speak it on. And me. butter don't fix everything. Like, stop putting butter on everything. <laughs> Let's just get some butter. Why is butter? Put some butter on it. Why is butter? 
cooks the burn. Butter cooks the burn? Well, why did they put butter on it? That was that was the thing to do. Like, it makes it hotter. I mean, yeah, egg white go on everything, don't it? Put it on wing worms. Yeah. Just no, eat the egg white every day. <laughs> Your body will be clear. Some of that stuff works, and that's what goes into the legacy part. Some of those good things are are what's some good things that were passed down to you. I would say this. This is the part, and I'll go. This goes. It ties into Keisha. I think that the legacy of family reunions and family they gatherings have definitely died down. Have died. Like I don't know when the last time. I think it's probably the last time I remember being at a family reunion. My oldest child was one or two, like maybe three, maybe. People just you got lazy with planning. Like, and then everybody's like, "Ooh, I don't mess with them. This part of the family don't mess with that part of the family." It's like, really, y'all? It used to be a time where. Everybody came. Everybody had the different shirts. You remember the different yes. color shirts? I used know? to be excited this, about those The blue teams against the red teams. You used to have the games. games and all of that. Those are legacies that I think that our children today would benefit from. I think that would have a better appreciation for, for family and just coming together. I miss stuff like that. And that's what I like about Keisha now. And it's not just her immediate family, like her mom or dad or sister. It's like their family. Like their uncles, aunties, and they kids and grandkids, like, and they do this every year, and they do multiple things every year, all of them, and I just love it. And I just think that it's that's something great to pass down because it brings that unity. And there's so many gems and jewels, you know, that you can pass down. Yeah, and I think that's another thing too. We ain't got real grandmas no more. Well, yeah, the the youngest grandma is probably like twenty eight, twenty. <laughs> We don't got real grandmas no more because I think that's how, why we had the family reunions. Because they didn't have nothing to do. <laughs> yeah, but we all came together for grandma. You know, yeah. what I'm for the matriarch of the family, everybody came together to and celebrate. You know. Yeah, and you know we used to do that too. I think the last one we had was like so we started. My dad side was doing it, and the last one we had was 2018, mm-hmm. and um, no, 2017. So we're supposed to have it like every two years, and somebody new takes on you plan it whatever city it was in Mm -hmm. and then um the last part was we were supposed to have it somewhere oh we were supposed to have it uh last year but covid happened yeah um but i feel like you know that's something that it is needed especially um in the black community because i feel like we're geared towards um that you are on your own kind of vibe and it doesn't you know, it's just me and my people over here. And, yeah, yeah, or it's it's not, it's like, you know, bump your family. And, and mm-hmm. as I'm, like, working on different relationships with my family, I want those kind mm-hmm. of things. Yeah. Like, come. Yeah. It's okay. Let me call. Let me check on you. Let me see how you're doing. Like, yeah. not, it doesn't have to be that I want something. I just want to say, how are you doing? And I think that for me, and my family might think otherwise, but I think that I was supposed to change a lot of the generational curses in our family like I was the first one to go get a college degree you know I'm probably the most outspoken of everybody I don't accept everything that they give me from generation whether it's health or mental health or some of the things and it's like I push the envelope because I don't want it to be broken I love my family and I don't want us to be broken and all mm-hmm. these things so when I see these things, it's like I can't continue in the pattern. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like I got to break the pattern. And sometimes people get upset or nobody want to mess with me or whatever. And it's okay, but it, they come back because I'm like this too. I don't care what you do. You're still my family. So you can be mad. You'll be all right. But I'll see you later. I'll call you later. How do you have those <laughs> converse, Um, Actually, we're just. I talked to a, a friend about this, mm-hmm. of having those. If this is something that you desire to kind of break those generational curses, how do you have those conversations for people who are in your family that just always negative about life? It actually has nothing to do with you, but you are a product of whatever it is. And now they just dragged it on with life. You like, are you still mad at Susie Mae or whoever yeah. it is? That ain't got nothing to do with me. I had a conversation with my grandmother and it's a couple of things. She said, older people are so part of what she 
his family is um, for her, and she's 81. She doesn't like that parents don't teach their kids, like teach their kids math, teach their kids like how mm-hmm. they used to do. Like y'all not teaching them nothing. Y'all just letting them do stuff and then you know discipline them or this that and third. But you're not really teaching them mm-hmm. how to do stuff. And she had that talk with me. <laughs> and she had that talk with me, and that always stuck in my head. And so when I had my kids, I said, you know what? I'm gonna teach them stuff before. So when they got old enough to like wash the dishes, I said, okay, I'm gonna teach you how to wash the dishes. Watch me do it. This is what you do. Da 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 da. So now when you go in there and do it, you will know how to do it. Same thing with the bathroom or whatever. Or even just little lessons about stuff because that stood out to me. You know, I'm like, dang, you know, when you think about it, we're not purposefully teaching our children things. You know what I'm saying? So that part really stood out to me. And I think that that jewel that she gave me, I would take as a legacy because I'm teaching my children. I actually and I want think that's a great continue, tool to have. Right, to continue to do that because if we just leave everybody out to their whims and we're not offering that wisdom, you know what I'm saying? That's just crazy. And then the other side of my grandmother, she's, she's wonderful. But every time I talk to her, she probably spends 15 or 20 minutes talking about everybody in the family. <laughs> what she don't like, how they live in their life. Uh-huh. And and I think that's everybody's grandma. Everybody's grandma does that. Okay. But they're I so sweet. They, they so sweet. And see, my grandma, a lot of people don't want to mess with her just because she's straightforward and she'll say something. Yeah. But I, I feel like at 80 something, you shouldn't have to censor yourself. Say what's on your mind, you 80 something. You good. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. But I asked her one day, I said, Grand, you know, like, why do you spend all this time putting everybody down when you do you realize that you're the matriarch of the family? You're the one that set the stage and basically taught the family how to follow these behaviors, you know. And her response was that she does acknowledge that she used to be a certain way or used to do certain things, but now she doesn't, and that's the difference. She doesn't anymore, and everybody else still does. I'm like, okay, that's still judgmental, but (laughs) at 80, you shouldn't be doing a bunch of that. But you gotta let people go through their they're process. At your, they're at your where you used to be. Where you and used they to be. To say, Don't do it no more. Exactly. So My yeah. grandmother said that the other day. She was like, Kirsten, I actually thought about what I was gonna say before I said it. I'm doing better now. I was okay. like, Did you want a hug or something? Okay, give her a high five. She was like, I'm really trying because it's been hard. Yeah, girl, give her a chest bump. High five. Because it is hard for some people, especially yeah. older people that are set in their ways. Yeah. And they're used to certain traditions that no longer exist and certain values that no longer exist. Yeah. So it's hard for them to accept, you know, these different changes or ways of communicating and things like that. Because growing up for me, child stay in child place, you don't say nothing. Grown people over there, kids over here. Nowadays, kids and grown people all in the same conversation, you know? <laughs> exactly. And you're you like... And, I, and it's so funny because I've seen people and I've talked to people and I'm still in the old school mentality, I guess, with that. Like, uh-uh, who is... And I'm the I'm the mama friend that's like, uh-uh, who is they talking to like that? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Why the fuck? Like, what he say? Like, <laughs> like I don't... <laughs> like, those are the type of things that I think that even with being young... I think it's just the values of just being good, a good person, and just just the basics. Don't steal. Don't lie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Have a consequence. Like, most of the times, it's just overlooked because the parents got so much other stuff to do, and they grinding, and they boss bitching, and they doing all this, so they just like, just don't hurt yourself. <laughs> you good, just don't hurt yourself, but you're going to be cute when you're doing whatever it is you're doing out there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're going to have you lace from head to toe. But that's not the legacy that I want. And I always tell my boys, like, I've come from a lot of different dynamics. Struggle, this, that, and the third. But I've learned things, and I try to impart that on them. And I've always done that since I've had them. And I always tell them, I know I talk over your head, but I'm talking through you. I'm talking into your spirit. So when you get to the age and the stage to where you can really comprehend what I'm saying, you'll remember it. Because I do it now. I can remember stuff 
And my mom didn't even directly say to me, you know what I'm saying? But I heard her say, and it still resonated with me. And as a child, I didn't really get it, you know, but certain things happen, you know, as being a mother or growing up, and I'd be like, dang. It was a part of time in my life when I was in college, and I just felt like I was my mother. Like, I just, mm. so much about her just reminded me of how I felt, how I talked, and I just was like, oh my, I just feel like my mom right now. Like, it was just crazy. I love having those conversations with my, like, we had a show, a topic on this of kind of reintroducing yourself to your parents right. or whatever. Um, so now having these adult conversations with my mom or my grandmother, I'm starting to learn more things about them. them right. And it makes perfect sense now, but it gives me more clarity, but I'm thankful to have the opportunity to ask them these questions mm-hmm. instead of just kind of letting life go by you have these resources that are right in front of you but we haven't given the chance to take the time to actually talk to your parents it's always the the vibe of uh, i gotta go get this money i gotta Mm -hmm. go get this and then sooner or later you know members start you know disappearing right and you got all these different things but what did you really gain from it you got hella money Mm -hmm. but what did you gain From. What is the wisdom that you can take from it? What is it? Yeah, you can take that. You know how to make money. It's That's right. easy. But I want the legacy that, yeah, I can make money, but family is important to me. Mm-hmm. Like, family is, I want to be able to instill those into my children, into um, my family that I'm going to have, and be able to just have something that's ongoing, those things that I used to love in my my childhood of taking, you know, my dad take me skating on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, do I mean, that. I do see those things now, especially yeah. now the black father is definitely yeah. now, you. they are showcasing it more. They act like we never had fathers, but yeah. <laughs> they're showcased, well, they are displaying it more on uh, the fact that we do have fathers, okay? Yeah. You don't have Everybody, to ask us yeah. why we don't have one, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, showcasing that, yeah, you know, that, that father and daughter love, that mother and daughter love, and that, you know, the grandparents and having respect for your grandparents and um, just kind of breaking some of those curses. I've definitely have broken some already with, you know, mm-hmm. education, running your business. And um, I think that too, I would say the older generation also has to be open to talk. Because I can remember many a times my sister wanted to get to know my dad, and he was not open to talk to her. That is true. You know what I'm That's saying? That's so true. And it really hurt her because she's like, I just, I'm just trying to get to know you. You know what I'm saying? And you won't open that door for me. You know, and some people, even you know, my mom in certain areas, and just other people that I know that are older, it's like they close in, and it's like that still mentality. You know what I'm saying? We older, but you still a kid, and this still my business. But it's like, all your business affected me. So that and stuff I'm is trying to trickling. Get... It trickled down in me, and I'm trying to get some clarity so that I can make some changes so that I don't let it trickle down to my kids, and I, I can get that clarity by being able to speak with you and get a different point of view. And I think for me, as I got older, I do have a different perspective and point of view with my mom. We've had several different conversations over the years, um, especially when I left home and went to college, over the years that just <clears throat> really just were profound for me. And it just helped me to keep in mind who I was and where I was come from and my ground and all of this. So even when I was behaving or acting or doing things that wasn't normally me, I always had that root. I always had her like, okay, remember, you know, in my back of my head or whatever. And those things just really stick out to me. And then now that I'm older and some of the deeper conversations we had, I can see her. I feel like I can see her in her right and her wrong. Mm-hmm. But because of where I am and as a mother and knowing that even in all that I've done, the best of my ability to take care of my kids, I have not been perfect. And there may be a day my kids might say, hey, mom, this when you did this or that. You know, it might be a day. All I can say is I did the best. And so I have a whole different perspective of my mom so that certain things that may not like or may have harmed me in the past.
past, it doesn't affect me in the same way because I have a different perspective on it. And that part, and that is important because we've been able to have that conversation. But if you don't open the doors to have those conversations, then you can't even start to heal. And that's how come those generational curses continue, continue, continue. Exactly. Because if you're not going to talk about it, if you're not going to be transparent, if you're not going to be coming from a loving place and you close out, then that leaves this person with anger, this person with doubt, this person, you know, with all of these insecurities and this and the third. And really, if you just sit down and had a conversation and explain, it clears you know what I'm saying, where he was at that so state of mind, of your place, you know, it's not that you're explaining or, you know, have to explain nothing to your kids kind of thing. It's just like just providing some context yeah, to the behaviors or the situations that happen. You know what I'm saying? You're just opening up the doors. And I feel like once you kind of get to that level, because it's not something that happens overnight. Right, definitely. Um, and that your parents are open and they're trying to, you know, not. Pearson, go to your room. First, I live by myself. Right. <laughs> First of all. <laughs> but Where's my keys? Yes. Yeah. So once you get to that level, it's, it's becoming, it becomes better. And even, you know, now I'm having more conversations with, on my father's side and it's it's I feel like what I put out what I what I wanted in life is now coming Mm. and I'm just doing the work to do it it hasn't been easy um but this is something I wanted and something that I needed to get to the next level in my life and I thought this is a great topic to talk about so I definitely want to be in there but I mean we talked about you know those generational curses that I, I want to break, I don't want those. And, the, and not nor is everything is going to be perfect. Like, right. I don't check off all the curses. Right. Like, but some of the curses you don't they know. Just, they, yeah, I just don't know. They're right. just going to be there. But um, creating that legacy to where it's an open door, but it comes with manners. It comes with education. Respect. It comes with respect. And yeah. it comes with, you know creating some of your own new traditions that you want for your family. So mm-hmm. things you, I mean, I don't know. It's just kind of like you take it out of your, it's like currency. You take it out of your toolbox right, and yeah. this is what I need in life, but I can't get these things because you don't talk to me. And I think, you know, I think, I think it also goes into what you value. Yes. What is important. Yes. And I think that falls under the legacy part because what you value, that's what you want to pass on to your family, to, you know, and one thing that I think when people think of values, they think monetary. Mm-hmm. When they think of, I want to leave a legacy, I want to leave my kids money and land and all that, which is great. Yes, yes, yes. But the values and the character and all of that is very important. And another thing while you were talking, it made me think of <clears throat> a great, great, great jewel that we used to have in our black communities where our black communities were united in that. I couldn't go up the street and behave badly because your mama would see me, snatch me, take me to my mama. That's true. You see what I'm saying? So it's not a bunch of bad kids just running around in our neighborhood because everybody was was on the same page. Exactly. But now everybody's like, and that's something I wish that we could have carried. Touch these kids, right? Why not? Say nothing to my kid. Your kid didn't bend over there, bust your window out, and been burning stuff down. Man, no, your kid, my baby. Your you know, kid steals. Like, <laughs> yeah, and that's one. Yeah, that that's turned definitely that into a curse. Definitely taken over. That's definitely turned into a curse. Um, but there's but so much more things that are open now where we didn't have it. So like you know, my fun day was actually probably reading books. I didn't or, or playing the Oregon Trail. Did y'all have a bookmobile? The book on, that rolled around to uh, drop off the books? Yeah, it was like a, a, a mobile library. A mobile Did y'all have one? I don't know if we had one, but I do remember I we... I um, the bookmobile. They used to come and park in front of the park. Uh-huh. In the neighborhood. In the neighborhood. And you could just go and, yeah. and you could sit and read your books. It was like and, a, a, a rolling library yeah. for the That's kids. super dope. I know. I used to um, love the bookmobile. I, I used to go to the library, though. Like, mm-hmm. I have my... I actually sit on my library card. Um, but... I went to um I went to the library and I would check out different books and mm-hmm. that's how I got really into traveling because my grandmother she mm-hmm. traveled she left when she was sixteen and oh, then yeah. she was out of the U S and I would started looking at all this stuff and I'm like I'm gonna go visit this place mm-hmm. I'm gonna visit this place and mostly all the places I have visited so far but those type of things like 
you know, now it's the tablet and you don't even know what your kid is watching right. or doing. You just know that they're quiet at that moment right. and it's not taking full, you know, control of the situation. And nor can I really even speak on this. I am not a parent at all, so I can't tell you that this method isn't working. I don't know what it is, but I'm just saying as far as me, what how I was raised <laughs> how I was raised. I'm a parent. It was it's simply that, you know, on Saturdays, I would have to get up in the morning and go, we would go to the library. I have to have to pick out a book or whatever. Then after that, um, I would go to the skating ring. That was like my time. Mm-hmm. At, uh, and after that, you know, I would go make mud pies with my neighbor across the street. <laughs> like, that was like the funnest weekend right. of my life. That did not involve any tablets, phones, mm-hmm. or nothing. I just simply... And I think that we're missing the connection part. Everyone is always on their phones and you're so busy. We're so connected to technology. That's what it is. That we're not connected to technology. Because what we don't realize is that we as humans, as children of God, are the greatest technology that we ever know. More than the iPhone, more than the Macs, more than all of these all of that. We are the greatest technology and we don't communicate and connect with ourselves because we're too busy connecting with all of this other external things. And I think that's why we lose a lot of the legacy because a lot of the great community legacy involved being connected. And so we're so disconnected now. So yeah, I mean, we're, it's like you're, pre- you're it's like you're there, but you're not present. Right. Yeah. And it's like, I have so much stuff to do and it's just like, 30 minutes of your time like right. it's just i don't know like i definitely want to a- implement that more just valuing time more like yeah i don't want to i i mean and that's so crazy i have this tattooed on my my hand like so what? crazy um this is in greek and it means time and i had it backwards oh, okay. because you can't reverse it you need to value the moments that you have right now right and i want to take that for what it is like I want to value that time. So don't come in, don't come into my life or my place if you don't plan to uphold those same values either. Right. I want to be in a place where it's present. So breaking those type of curses where it's just like, you just, you're not, you're not there. Right. But yeah, you're yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, right. You don't Do we know have the any person. comments about the topic or anything like that? Yeah, a lot of people think that because they are there that they're present but they're not you're, yeah your, your body mind is, is somewhere else but you're really not there yeah you know what I'm yeah so yeah it is what it is so yeah um, so what type of while we're waiting to see if we have any comments what type of legacy would you like give me like one at least one thing that you would say this is what i would want to pass on as a legacy for my children great question one thing I want to pass on to, um, I was, I mean, okay, this is probably a combination of what I Okay. <laughs> I think, I mean, I feel like I am the glue of my family right now because mm-hmm. these people won't come now unless I'm there. These right. people won't come now unless I'm there. And it feels like, I feel like I am now kind of rebirthing uh, what we used to have. So it's kind of like, I'm bringing it back. So I guess if I were to put it in a word, I want to bring back that connection. I want to, that's something that I feel like I can leave as my legacy that I was happy. I Mm -hmm. I mean, I truly, truly worked on everything that I thought I could work on and putting the pieces back together. That's good. That's good. (laughs) I think for me, I don't know. I always, I often think about like when I transition or something, what would people say about me? What would be the biggest? She was smart as hell. The, <laughs> the biggest, do like, anything. She can do <laughs> anything. That people, and I think that what stands out to me is tenacity. Oh. Like, no matter how hard that wave hits you, no matter, like, you just get up and you just plant your feet and you you know what One I'm step at a time. Because I've been hit, knocked down, rolled over, and all kind of stuff. And I still be like, <gasps> you're like the, you I'm know, like, <laughs> you're like the, the zombie, but you thought, it's like, back up, 
It's like I I literally oh. am the, the the walking living picture of can't stop, don't stop, won't stop. Like I can't. Like even somebody else was. I was having a conversation with somebody else today, and I was like, you know, as much as I've wanted to quit, and as much as I wanted to give up, even when I almost did, it's like something in me is like, no, like you can't. Like it's like pushing me, and it's like so I feel like I can't like totally just up on anything and that's why i said the tenacity like i fight even when i feel like i can't fight anymore yeah and then and then i have learned to use my resources mm-hmm. and i think that's very important and i try to tell teach that to my sons everyone is a resource to you and you should be a resource to everyone around you that you're connected to you don't know how people may need you it might be a conversation it might just be I need to vent. Don't say nothing. I just need to vent. This is why. You know, it's not always what you think it is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But just having these connections and just being available, um, I think it's very important. So I think probably for me, it would be the tenacity and everybody would just be like, she's fucking stupid and goofy. <laughs> <laughs> My sense of humor. Sense of humor. Definitely. Very smart. Always yeah. hella random. Very random, (laughs) but I think these are just great conversations to have. I don't even think Mm -hmm. we even gone. I don't even think I've even gone this deep on my journey, right? Of just like, what would I want that to be? Yeah, that's what that's what I was just sitting here thinking. Like, I'm really gonna really think about it and really write it down. Like, you know what? This is something good because, like you said, everybody can identify the negative. We can sit here and say all kind of generational curses that we've heard of that we think we have or whatever. And then we can say, you know, what other people could do or should do or whatever. And it's like, okay, we're identifying the generational curses, but how can you, as an individual person, part of the family, part of the friends, part of all that, change or break some of those things? So what is something that you can contribute to change the trajectory of your unit, of your community that you are connected to? And I think that I'm going to really work on that because that's, that's a good homework project, I think. I think it's a great homework project of what you want to what do you want your legacy what do you want your legacy to be and if you are not at that level then you now like acknowledged it and you can start putting the work into it so that Mm -hmm. you know that you know what this is what I wanted and I feel that I'm on the right path um, to do this to be the first of whatever it is so or the best that I feel like this makes me want to go harder now. I know. It's like, I'm hyped now. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, listen, I got to go get this money. And you know what? That's so great because each one of us has our own individual power. Yeah. Even if, like, I was talking because, you know, I'm microblading. Everybody wants to um, holler at me. Yes. Um, but everybody's always like, you know, how much you charge? $700. $700, I can get it for $150, I can get it for $200, I can, we live in a metro Atlanta area with a bunch of talented, beautiful people, and we do all kind of things, there's a thousand people that probably do microblading, but they are not me, and they don't provide my service and my care, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and so, that's how we gotta appreciate people too, you can't just belittle and be like, oh, you do that, oh, she do that too, be like, no, but you do that, so you, Kirsten, providing something that nobody else can provide. How do you respond you to that? You are Kirsten. I was going to say that. <laughs> what? I mean, you weren't technically responding to that. It's just more of like how someone tries to say, oh, you do microblading. Oh, well, Keisha does it too. And I'll be like, you know what she probably do, but she does. she's not me. And I tell people, it's your money. You spend your money where you want to. And I love it. It's simple, classy, and to the point. It's your money. You spend your it's money where you want to. You can to. spend it however you want to. If you, if like you to spend it with money. me, this is what I provide. And the great part about me is I have been gifted with these talents and these hands and this creativity since I was a little girl. And everything that I've always done has been word of mouth or or just for people seeing me. Because everything that I do to you, I've done to me first. <laughs> so if I can make myself look beautiful and gorgeous, I'm definitely going to do that to you. And nobody sits in front of me and gets up and be not happy. I just don't do that. So I have plenty of references of things like that. If you know people want to see, I don't have to go out and be 
you know, oh, please, you know, mm-hmm. get my service. I'll, I'll give it to you for this. No, no. I don't have to do that, you know. And I just tell them, you know, I don't, I don't want to argue with you. How much you charge? I charge this. That's yeah. another part of the legacy, too, yeah. is having that respect for yourself and knowing that I did not try to accept whatever anybody threw at me. Right. I worked hard to get to where I am right now, and I deserve this. Right. So, yeah. I definitely. Yeah, because I hate when people belittle other people for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was having a conversation um the girl I did eyebrows, and she was telling me about this other girl that does something that we were talking about, and then uh, I guess some comments or something happened, but she was saying, you know, like, yeah, this other girl charged this for that, and she only charged this for that, you know, and it's like, you have options, people. You don't always have to compare people, and if you are, compare people in your head. Because for me, I think that's disrespectful. Yeah. I'm not gonna be in front of you and do a price comparison right in your face. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, how much you charge? Okay, well, let me get back to you and let me see you shop around or whatever, you know. And then I'll do my research and then I'll come back and be like, hey, I want to see what Kirsten has to offer. But I'm not gonna be like, well, here's I'm really Kiki. She said she could do the same thing. It ain't the same thing. Let me just tell y'all that it's never the same thing. It's the same uh, type of thing in terms of I microblade, she might microblade, okay? However, it's never the same thing because each person offers their own unique talent, gift, energy, service, and all of that. Yeah. So you have to you have to treat people like they are unique. And if you respect them and respect their service, then you would, you would patronize them. If not, go spend your money elsewhere. Yeah. That's how I do it. It's very simple. Yeah. You know, and that's my legacy. Okay. My legacy. <laughs> my, my discount. Legacy, my prices, my respect, my love. All of that. We out. <laughs> all of that. All of that. Well, I think I think we kind of covered it. Yeah, I, I think, think so. I think this this is like now more motivation. I didn't I even know so. I was gonna get all of this out as we were talking, but um, to you guys, I want you guys to comment below of what your legacy is, and right. if you're not even at that level because you know I'm not I'm not there yet, but I know what I want my legacy to be, right, and I'm exactly. working on it. So leave us a comment below, <laughs> yeah. and you know showcase what that is, yeah, what that that's legacy homework, is, definitely. or that any general, any general, any generational curses, generational curses that you have broken right. or want to Boom. break. um comment below um this has been an amazing topic you guys i'm motivated we got some comments real quick okay yes okay from um from d what would you recommend for someone who is wanting to have a conversation with the older generation in their family that wants to break bad habits if they are not successful i think that that's definitely a hard one because i i had a family member like that and i just kind of let it but I did try to reach out to make them as comfortable that I wasn't coming from a bad place. I simply just wanted to know a little bit more about them or whatever. So I would like say, hey, you want to meet me out for lunch or something and let's talk about it. But I didn't get anything out of the conversation and I tried so many different angles to do it. Um, you know, I didn't want to necessarily hear it from my parents' perspectives or for anyone else's perspectives because I simply wanted theirs Mm -hmm. so that I can have an understanding but I think sometimes you just gotta let it be you're not going to be able to break all of those walls down um that's just the reality of it and I feel that you know maybe you know if you keep pushing and pushing they'll maybe eventually come down you know I I tried a couple times but it simply just didn't work for me uh, for that one particular individual but um I mean hey I think that I got to know as much as I could from her, I just don't know what was, why she couldn't open up. I, that's the kind of thing that I, that kind of hurts a little bit, but I don't think it's anything to kind of put too much pressure on it. Just reach out and see like, Hey, let's go out for lunch or Hey, let's have a conversation. And I think little by little, I think dealing with, well, with anybody that you're dealing with, you have to look at it outside of you, especially when you're dealing yeah. with a conflict, you have to make them feel like they want to tell you. You can't go to them, well, I'm trying to find this, and I just want to know yeah. and all of that. You have to kind of drop little jewels, say little this, get them to kind of talk. Oh, such and such, oh, what, what, what was that like? Yeah. How was this? Because as they start to talk to you about their life, you will start to get some of the answers without getting asking directly. 
That's true. Because doesn't no, nobody wants to feel like they're being interviewed, interrogated, or attacked. attacked. Yeah. And especially if you have some issues with that, that you haven't dealt with yourself. Because a lot of a lot of older people have not dealt with their own trauma. And yeah. that's why they don't talk about it. And I look, I'm old. I'm 80, 70 years old. I was abused and all that. And I just don't want to talk about that to my child. So that's some true. people just don't. Okay? What so you have to, I think, and I think for what worked for me, like even with talking to my grandmother, talking to my mom, just not making it about me and the information that I'm trying to get, but making it more about them and just asking little questions about how they feel. What was your perspective? What what is it like? Even down to the, what did it look like? What house was y'all in? Oh, well, who was y'all neighbors? Oh, okay. Oh, because I thought such and such went to that. And before you know it, you'd have been talking about a whole episode, family history, and all this, and you didn't even know, and you didn't offend anybody. You did not force. Because a lot of stuff, too, in these conflicts in the family that have issues, a lot of people are mad or conflicting, and it's not your issue. Correct. Like, I'm mad because this person treats you like that, so I'm mad at them. But that's not my issue. That don't have nothing to do with it. Right, you know? And yeah. so a lot of family beef is because of that. And so that's a lot of misconceptions. A lot of stuff don't know the story. You probably weren't even born when this happened. <laughs> All this kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's good to just try to get the perspective. Get the mindset of where the person was in this particular stage of life that you're trying to learn about. Because they weren't the person that you think you know now. Yes. So if you have that in the state of mind, I think it's easier to communicate with people like that where you're just not just going for what you want, but seeking more so of what they are willing to share with you. Yeah. Or just tell them that you're in therapy and you're doing a project hey. and you need them to help you out. Yep. Or <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, like I've. When going through therapy, yeah, I, I said like that to works. my mom, and I was like, Mom, you know, I've, I've learned this, that, and the third about myself, and I just wanted to know, have you felt any of these things? That is a great, like, connector. Like, because we were talking about this, and it made me think about certain things that happened in the family, and I was just wondering, these are what they said the symptoms for, for this was. Mm-hmm. Have you ever felt any of these? And, you know, she's like, oh, now that you say something. And then we had a whole conversation. She remembered things that she didn't, you know, come to her remembering like, dang, you know what, now. And so now we have that little issue in common, which she didn't even know. And I just learned about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But that was a generational thing or trait that passed down that she wasn't even aware she had. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just how you talk about people, um, talk to people. It's not always what you say or how you say it. And you have to think about the overall intent. Are you just trying to talk to the family and, you know, just to get everybody to kumbaya, that's not always going to work and it's not always going to be possible. But do you want everyone to have peace? Yes. And everybody can have peace, even if it's individually and not always collectively. And the the focus is what your relationship is with whoever that person is that you're trying to connect with. You can't have this relationship with everybody based off of this one person. You just have to do it. So if you got an issue with grandma, you work on your issue with grandma. Don't go through mom and auntie to go to grandma and all of that. You just have to pick the people that you got an issue with and then you have to build, determine what your intent is, what it is that you need from this person, what is it that you're trying to get, what is going to make you feel better or whatever. Get all this information out so that when you go to talk to them, you already know. You know what I'm saying? what your intent and all that. And sometimes you can communicate that. And they'll be like, oh, really? Okay. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I think. And I think that that's a, a Mocha Says wrap-up. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, too. I think when Mocha said that thing, okay. <laughs> Carmel is up. Okay, for real. <laughs> well, y'all, we thank y'all for tuning in and yes. for joining in the conversation. We ask that you... Take the time out to do some homework for yourself. Not even for us, but we'd love it if you share it with us. To really take the time out to see what generational person that you've already broken or may even need to break. And then what legacy that you want to to put out and to go forward in in this world with your family, with your friends, or just the the world in general. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm definitely going to go do it. I'm excited about it, and I'm looking forward to it. So maybe when Keisha gets back, maybe we can 
revisit this and maybe yes. share some of these things because it's very interesting. But we appreciate you tuning in. Sorry for the technical difficulties. Um, we'll always keep you updated on, on that. Sometimes it's a little late, but hey, things happen. But it's not going to stop no show. And Thursdays, you can always catch the full show. Edit it nice and neat and great for you so you don't miss anything. Feel free to comment below. Don't forget to share, like, follow, and subscribe. And we'll see you later. Thanks Bye.